Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He served at the Pentagon as an Army JAG. He graduated from Notre Dame and has two law degrees from Boston University and Georgetown University. He's been practicing law for over 30 years. He's your family's personal attorney. It's time for the David Carrier Show. Hello and welcome to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. And you have found the place where we talk about estate planning, elder law, real estate, and business law. Give us a call. Why don't you? It's easy to do. It's so easy. You know, if we could make it easier, we, you know, if we could figure out a way to make it easier, we would. Uh, but that's pretty tough because it's already so easy. And all you have to do is give us a call, 616-774-2424. That's 616-774-2424. And if you're, you know, say, oh, that's long distance. And no, it isn't. Nobody has long distance anymore anyway. And besides, that's uh, right to the studio, 616-774-2424. We'll get your question on the air. Now, if you'd like to drop me an email, that's great. David at davidcarrierlaw.com. Or you can go to the website, davidcarrierlaw.com. There's all kinds of great stuff on the website. You can sign up on the website for for one of our free uh, three Secrets Workshops. That's how you get started. Uh, <laughs> these things are not secret, um, but they might as well be because nobody talks about them except me. You know, you know what they are, but come to the Three Secrets Workshop. I, I promise you, you learn. You will learn new stuff. That always that always happens. The workshop goes quickly and uh, there's re- oatmeal raisin cookies there. So why not? Uh, and you can get the dates, as I say, right there on the website. So Here's another one, or drop me an email, okay? So here's another uh, another question here. In estate, estate recovery. Now, this is going to be a big deal. This is another one of those things. It's Remember I was talking before about this tax relief that business owners got, right? Well, there's all kinds of stuff out there that you just, you don't even know about that makes a big difference, can make a big difference one way or the other. And you, you have to do this stuff correctly because if you don't, and look, is it any surprise? Are you surprised to learn that it's not set up so that it's easy to do it in a way that benefits you? It's not easy to do it in a way that benefits your family. And when people say things like, oh, I just do a ladybird deed. Oh, I just do this. Oh, I just do that. It makes, it drives you nuts because why do you think, why would you think that the people who are making the system would make it easy for you? Why would you think, has that been your experience so far? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the people who are in charge make it easy for regular folks. Like, who the hell believes that? 
But if somebody says, oh, you just need to do this, or you only need to do that, and then that way it'll save your house, it'll save your money, it'll save the, 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 you believe it. I wonder if it isn't more of a case of wanting to believe it, even though you know it's got to be BS. There is a way to do these things, but they're to be done. It does, it's, anyway, so here's a, one more example of this, right? So um, my uh, father has no estate or possessions. All right, so they spent him down for the Medicaid. In other words, he got rid of everything. And he's in a nursing home after a stroke. If my grandmother, dad's mother, wants to give property to my family when she passes, whether it's to the letter writer, to me, my mother, my sister, are we going to lose this property due to estate recovery because of my father? Basically, are close relatives responsible for paying back the estate recovery for the patient in the nursery? It says nursery home. Well, not exactly. Nursing home. If they have no estate of their own to pay it back. Well, in most states, Michigan included, they have what they call filial responsibility laws. And I think it's only Pennsylvania that I know of that these filial responsibility laws are actually enforced. And in Michigan, like if you had someone who's at the Kalamazoo State Hospital, for example, they could come after state of Michigan if they provided services, they could come after the family to get paid for those, all right, to the relatives. And there was a whole process. We only had 30 years, I've only had three or four of those cases. And we wound up not paying you know, because there's, if you know how it works, you don't have to pay. But when you get the bill from the Kalamazoo State Hospital, you think, oh my God, I got to pay this. And so I think that's what usually happens. But when you thread the needle, right, you don't actually have to. You just got to do it right. So a state recovery says, if you received help with long-term care, if we helped you out, if you got the Medicaid, we want our money back. Doesn't work that way with Social Security. Doesn't work that way with Medicare. Doesn't work that way with any other government program that you qualify for. But it doesn't work that way with food stamps or whatever they're calling that now. Okay. But with if you receive help with long-term care, it's not enough. Like in this case, it's not enough that they take all your money. They take all your possessions, right? If they let you keep anything, a house and car, everyone's like, oh, I get to keep a house and a car. Oh, I get to keep that. You get to keep it until you die, and then they're coming after it. And if you sell it in the meantime, sell your house, now it's cash, and you have to give them the cash. So, again, it's another one of those situa situations where somehow or other people think, oh, it's going to be easy here. Oh, it's not going to be a big deal. It's not going to be a big deal till you get into it. Now, estate recovery says you got to pay us back. If we helped you with long-term care, you got to pay us back. Okay? Which they don't do, I'm repeating myself, but as they don't do with Social Security, Medicare, or any other of the government programs that you paid for. You paid for this Medicaid. You paid for the long-term care, right? But, you know, they don't say, oh, you got a heart transplant. 
give us back that heart, you know, pay for that later on. It's absurd. They don't do that. They do it here. They do it here. And you're grateful. Oh, they let me keep the house. Yeah, until I decide to take it. Now, Michigan is unusual in that Michigan doesn't come after your house until after you're gone, until after you've died. Most states, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, right? 43 states put a lien on your house when you apply for Medicaid, all right? You can't, you can sell it, but then you got to pay back the state, okay? But a lien goes on and Michigan doesn't do that yet. Hmm? So estate recovery in Michigan means if you die and you have no stuff, no problem. If you die and stuff goes through probate, they're coming for it. That's the way it works now. Okay? That's the way it is. When you say, whoa, well, thank goodness they're not putting the lien on. I say, yeah. But the only reason we don't have the lien is because back in 2012, when they tried to do it, now that's, I know it's 12 years ago. Oh, it's a long time. Yeah, well, I've been at this for a long time. <laughs> 34 years I've been at this stuff, All right? So 12 years ago, they tried to come after your house. They tried to put the lien on. But we have Republicans and Democrats, and the Republicans actually had something to say about it, okay? And the deal didn't go through. They expected it to. They expected it to. But in Lansing right now, who's in charge of the House? Hmm. Who's in charge of the Senate? Hmm. Who's the governor? Hmm. Same people, same party, same policies. And nobody's talking about this stuff. Nobody is talking about it. But the law is ready to go because they went through all the hard work of writing a law that could be enforced. They even codified it, right? There's a place in the law for them to plug this thing in, okay? And it's been 12 years, 12 years that they haven't gotten your house and they wanted to. 12 years of not putting a lien on your car and they wanted to. 12 years. The, I mean, it's been longer than that, that they, but 12 years since they did the work of coming after the house, doing the law, so now they can get it. What do you think is going to happen, right, after the election in November? It's a thing they've always wanted. It's all ready to go. And now everybody's on the same team. Huh. You have to ask yourself a question. Does the government have enough money? Because if they don't have enough money, and you know they don't have enough money, this will be a way for them to get more money very easily. And they just say, hey, we're doing what everybody else is doing. And they're right about it. They are correct about that. You can defeat that by good planning. But if you just go along with it, fail with the breeze, you're going to lose. That's the way it is. By listening to the David Carrier Show, I'm David Carrier, your family, personal. See, she forgot all about the library like she told her old man now. And with the radio blasting, goes cruising just as fast as she can now. 
This hour of the David Carrier Show is pro bono, so call in now at 774-2424. This is the David Carrier Show. Welcome back to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. You know, I realize I didn't answer the question. Um, <laughs> so here's what, here's what I'm saying. Estate recovery. This is where you get a, there's a government program out there. It's for your benefit. It takes care of the long-term care, right? And unlike every other government program that you paid for, you actually have to pay this one back. Um, it's healthcare that you receive, but if you have stuff, if you don't have stuff, right, you have nothing, well, there's nothing to get back from. But if you, oh, my house is protected. Yeah, how often you hear that? You know, house is protected. Car is protected. Baloney. It's only protected till you're not around to defend it, and they're they're making it worse. Okay, when was the last time they made something better? Anyway, that's a problem, and that's going to be I I predict. You know, don't don't <laughs> don't believe what I say about the Super Bowl. Um, for some reason, I guess Taylor Swift is involved in it. Who even knows what that's about? But um, but the point is, if Dad inherits property from his mom, then yeah, they're coming after it. Okay. If you put the money in a joint bank account with dad's name on it, they're coming after it. But if the property goes from grandma to daughter-in-law isolated from dad, they can't come after it. If it goes to the kids in a way that dad is not involved, they can't take it from them. They can't take grandma's money to pay for dad's long-term care. All right. So, but you got to do it correctly because I'll tell you what, if you put it into a joint account and then you take it out of the joint account, trouble. And, and, and this is another thing. If it's between spouses, that's okay, right? But so often what we see, our kids are on a, a joint account with mom or dad so that they can pay the bills and stuff. Well, if you get that inheritance or gift or whatever from grandma, right? And grandma's got to worry about her own long-term care, of course. But if the kid gets it and puts it in that account, bang, the state's coming after it, okay? You gotta do this stuff correctly. The good news is that if you do it correctly, you don't have to go broke. You don't have to lose out, right? You can maintain property in the family. You can do all that, but, but it doesn't just happen. You know, the, the word just, oh, you have to just do this or just do that or, just, I hate that word, because there is no just, all right? It doesn't work that way. Why do people think, think about that. Why does everybody think, oh, this works or that works? I mean, and people come up to me at the workshop sometimes, you know, and they're triumphant. You know, it's like, well, this is how it really, you know, you just have to do this. Or my friend said, you just have to do that. And the only way you get to that situation the only way you get to a, a situation where you just do one thing or you just do another thing, the only way you get there is by pretending that the world is a very different place than it actually is. Well, I'm not going to worry about dementia. Okay. Well, I'm not going to worry. Yeah, well, you live in Michigan, right? 
or one of the other states. <laughs> if you're in California, I'm not going to worry about wildfires or flash floods or uh, what, what's the new thing now? Um, uh, aerial rivers of rain or you know, whatever it is they call it. Atmospheric rivers. There you go. You know, people used to worry about Joan rivers. Now it's atmospheric rivers. Okay, fine. Right? Terrible stuff going on. And uh, you can ignore it if you want to. You know, just tell me that, oh, I just need a tent because I don't believe in the snow. Oh, well, if you want to, I guess, or I don't believe in wildfires and I don't believe, you know, out there. And of course, you know, the problem in California is that's, that's like government policy is to not believe in stuff, right? I mean, they know, everybody knows that except for a strip along the coast, California is pretty much a desert, right? And let's go up north. But they need water, right? So they have droughts for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden the rain comes. And because they didn't do the water projects, they didn't build the reservoirs and the spillways and all the rest of the stuff that you need to hold on to the water when it shows up, right? What happens to it? Whoops, back out to the Pacific Ocean again. Are you kidding me? And then of course they think that it's more important that, you know, little fish survive than human beings. You know, they have a, you know, human beings, I guess, aren't endangered enough. So, uh, so as a policy, they release an awful lot of water. It's just, how do you, so California has an excuse. What's your excuse? What's Michigan's excuse? What's your excuse personally, right? I mean, out in California, they actually believe that they're building a, a bullet train or something, you know, and it goes from a nowhere town to another nowhere town. They claim in the, in the official stuff, oh, we're going to link Los Angeles and San Francisco. In your freaking dreams, it isn't happening. And this, this acceptance of unreality, okay, because you want to believe it. It's, it's one of those things. Grown-ups don't do that, okay? Grown-ups understand. It's, and, and I understand when you got a different area that you're not used to dealing with, and somebody says, well, it's very easy. You just do this. It's nice to believe that. It's good to believe that. I'm, um, we're thinking about buying a hot, just for example, real quick here. We're thinking about buying a hot tub, right? <clears throat> How much do you think they talk about the chemicals? How much do you think of the pH balance? How much do you think they talk about all the hassle that comes with buying a hot tub? Okay. You listen to the salespeople and you think, boy, that's just... That is just glory be, hallelujah for the rest of your life. You know, it's super duper. And I'm not saying it's not great to have a hot tub. Okay, good, it is. At least I imagine it will be. But I also know that you got to do a lot of work to make sure to maintain it. All right? But people don't like hearing that. And so people don't talk about it. Except on this show. <laughs> this is where we tell you the truth. Hey, listen, you know, it ain't. Oh, just put it over there. Yeah, really. Oh, you just fill it with water. No kidding. You just plug it in. You just put the chlorine. You just put the bromine. You just put the minerals. You just, you just, you just. And it's like, wait a second. I thought this was easy. Well, it's not undoable, right? And we know lots of people who have hot tubs and they're very happy with them.
which is why we're looking at it. Okay? Because, oh, maybe that would be nice. But, but, we don't believe that it's just like that. You've been listening to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. David's got the how-to you're looking for. Just call 774-2424. This is the David Carrier Show. Welcome back to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. Now's the time to give us a call, 616-774-2424. That's 616-774-2424. You know, sometimes... uh, uh, people say, uh, oh, if you have a question, comment, or concern about estate planning, elder law, real estate, business law, pretty much anything else you want to talk about, wills, trusts, probate, uh, long-term care, you know, Cleopatra wasn't the only queen of denial when it comes to these things, as Jay Leno is finding out right now, his wife has six years of dementia, and they waited until, according to the news reports, they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to uh, to do an estate plan that they could have done a year or two ago for obviously a small fraction of that. But now, because the dementia has gotten to the point where they cannot deny it anymore, and neither can anyone else, now they have to go to probate court just to put a basic estate plan in place. I mean, how pathetic is that? Um, but it's very human. It's very common. It's very typical. Now, people say, oh, Well, things wouldn't work out that way. The government wouldn't do that to you. You know, if you ever wonder what the government would do to you if they could get away with it, you only have to read the papers. If the government could get away with not paying your Social Security, I don't think they'd do it. I think they would change the rules. If they could get away with taxing your IRA your 401k, I think they'd do it. If they could get away with um, taking your house, I think they'd do it. All right, I think there's very little, like your Medicare. Oh, I'm sorry, you don't get any Medicare, all right, um, until you're broke. If they could get away with it, I think they'd do it. I think they regret bitterly having made those, set up those programs, except for because they made those programs, now it's all this money that they've been able to spend over the years without saying they were taxing you on it, right? And now it's at the point where they can't admit what they've done with it, so they can't take it away from you, all right? That's the deal, because you'll vote them out of office, okay? There's accountability, not much. I'm not saying there's a lot of accountability with elected officials, but there is some. Social Security, Medicare, just two examples, okay? But if you want to know what they would do to you if they could get away with it, there are some very easy examples. With your home, if you need long-term care, not a bypass. See, here's the thing. You have a heart attack, okay? They go in, you get a transplant, you get uh, 
um, like my dad did. You know, you get the bypass, they replumb you, they do all this stuff, right? You go through the rehab, now you're on your own, boom, you're fine, okay? Hundreds of thousands of dollars, yeah, but that's what Medicare is there for. Medicare, Medicare, okay? If you had a stroke, similar cat catastrophic sort of thing, it's not, Medicare doesn't pay for that. Medicare doesn't, pays for the emergency part, right? But now you've got a stroke, you got a long-term need, too bad, right? Spend all your stuff now, and when you don't have anything left, and if you were smart and never had anything in the first place, now it's free for you. Are you, are you with me on this? This is how it works, right? How can they get away with taking all your stuff before you receive long-term care? Because generally, you only, got, you only need the long-term care for a short period of time, and you're dead at the end of it. They get away with it. It's not that hard. Nobody votes you out of office. I mean, of course, if you're in a nursing home, you're still voting. You know, they all have more than 100% participation. <laughs> That's a great thing. Well, you know, you get more than 100% of the population voting in a <laughs> all kinds of district, voting districts, nursing homes included. Okay, great. Wonderful. Anyway, point is, if you wonder... What they would do to you, the answer is anything they can think of. Here's a good example. Uh, over the years, since the, uh, what do they call it? The, uh, uh, the uh, measured, uh, uh, mature, calm uh, response to the virus of unknown origin. You know, that, that Martian thing or other that resembled the flu, but killed everybody. Who came. Oh, no, wait a second, I didn't do that either. But anyway, it was this mysterious disease, right? And they did a government program. And one of the government programs was, we want employers to keep people employed, even though we're shutting down the economy, even though we're you know, telling you can't do this and you can't do that, you can't do the other thing, right? If because of all those things, your revenue went down, you weren't bringing as much in the till, or you had to change your business, right? Fully or partially suspend lines of business, business operations, what they said, then we're not gonna tax you on keeping your people employed. Wow, that sounds like a something. Oh, and by the way, we're actually gonna give you a little bit more money on top of it. Not only are we not gonna tax you, we're gonna give you some money on top. Okay, well, most people didn't know about that and they kept their people employed anyway, using their retirement funds, their own retirement funds, the business owners kept, it's only small business. This is not GM or Ford or General Dynamics or McDonnell Douglas. It's, it's not the big guys, right? It's little, it's the, it's the neighborhood, you know, it's the 10 person um, workshop. It's the a hotel, it's the summer camp, it's the doctor's office. These are the people who kept their people employed and sacrificed their own financial well-being to do it. And the government said, well, at least we're not going to tax you on that. Aren't we nice? Oh, and we're going to spiff you a little bit more on top of it. Aren't we nice? Oh, that's great. Wonderful. Okay. Now, most people found out about it, didn't find out about it till after the COVID. But the advantage was now they can pay back some of the money they borrowed to keep people employed. They can restock 
the larder, so to speak, you know, whether it's their retirement funds or they could, you know, do the maintenance that they deferred, all that kind of thing. Very valuable program. And many small businesses got involved. But because the government is so freaking sloppy about hanging out its money, handing out money, they were giving money to foreign entities. Terrorist groups is what I hear. I mean, who the hell knows? I don't know. But apparently people were just submitting these things and they would send the check without checking to see, without even checking to see, did this company exist? Did it have any employees? And then they're blaming the small business guys who are like, hey, you know, yeah, we barely made it through the COVID. Unlike the hundreds of thousands of small businesses that went completely bust during the COVID. All right. We made it through. Right. And now we find out about this program. Why? Because somebody's telling us about the program for the first time because you, the government, didn't do that. These people are doing it and we're making a claim for the money we're due. Now, because there aren't that many small business owners, mainly because government action killed off a huge amount of them, right? It's easy. And, and business owners don't like to mess with the government. Business owners don't like to mess with the IRS, right? They got business. They got laundry to wash. They've got, you know, guests to take care of. They've got machinery to make and stuff to build and tool and all the rest of the hot tubs to make, whatever. Okay. They've got business to do. They, and they would just soon not deal with the IRS. Okay. So, okay, fine, fine. We won't, we won't claim it. Right. That's, that's reality. That's happening. Okay. But then the government said, Hey, you know what? You have a whole nother year and a half year and a quarter to claim this. So you have at least three more months to claim it. Uh, and then, <laughs> get this, they had till, till April 15th, right? Three and a half months. They say, no, we're going to stop the program in a week. I think 10 days, they announced. We're just going to stop it. Well, under the tax law, you're entitled to claim, amend your tax return for three years, you know, plus the, uh, three years, three months after the... Uh, Tax return is due. Nah, we're not going to do that. No more. Why not? Well, there's all this fraud. Yeah, why is there all this fraud? Because the IRS wasn't even checking to see if the people submitting the claims were existing. I am not making this up. And so what the government did was, okay, we can get away with screwing these small business owners, so let's do it. My point is that Land of the free, home of the brave, you know, all, yeah, fine. Okay. But if you want to know what the government would do, if it could get away with it, the answer is anything. They will cut off your ability to get a tax refund or credit. They will cut it off in 10 days if they can think they can get away with it. And that's what's going on right now. So when it comes to this Medicaid stuff, don't be surprised when they come for your house. Don't be surprised when they come from your car, right? Don't be surprised because they'll do anything they can get away with. Anything you let them get away with. You're listening to The David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney.
David's Perkin and working and taking your calls now. This is the David Carrier Show. Welcome back to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. I'm going to knock out a few of these. Uh, we had a bunch of questions here that are that are pretty good. That um, let's see. We had one where the family, um, yeah, here we go, uh, family succession of property. I want to know if the family bought my brother, who owes $150,000 in back support, child support, I guess, a house, will his son, now an adult, or the baby's mother be able to sue and take the home? Would we be breaking the law knowing he owes back child support by giving him something of value like land, property, or money? Well, no, of course, you're not violating the law. You can do whatever you want with your stuff. You want to give it to your brother? Go ahead. Will they be able to get it? Yeah. See, when you're doing probate, all right, one of the things you have to do is get clearance from the um, friend of the court just to make sure that there's no child support due because uh, that inheritance is going to child support, okay? That's the way it works. But what if instead of giving you, you want your brother to have a place to live, he owes 150000 in back child support. I don't know what the story is on that. It is not at all unusual for some of these huge child support obligations to build up because fellow loses his job. He doesn't have the money to hire a lawyer to go to court to reduce the child support obligation. And it's like, well, everybody knows I'm not working. I got laid off. Yeah, friend of the court doesn't know that. You know, the, the baby mama doesn't know that or care, right? And And so... You know, while things are seeming kind of hopeless, it's hard to take effective action. No big surprise there. So you get a huge 150000 even more of child support. And who the hell wants to hire a deadbeat dad? You know, there may be an explanation for it. There may be a, a rational explanation. That may be. But, but that doesn't matter. You've got a legal obligation there. Say goodbye to your tax refunds, say goodbye to inheritances, say goodbye to whatever else you may have coming your way. Now, the family wants to help out. The family says, hey, we just soon not see our brother, right, living on the street. We'd like to get him a house. Well, you can get him a house. But if you give him the house, there goes the house. It's the way it is, okay? So you don't want that. So what you've got to do is you've got to line things up. If you gave him the house, in trust. Look, if you let your brother stay in your bedroom at your house, okay, would uh, would that be bad? No. Can you shelter your family member? Sure. Okay. Well, now imagine <clears throat> that you just let him have run of your house. It's your house, your house, but he can live in it. Okay. That's what you're talking about. One way to make sure that happens is to give him the house. But if you do, if you do and he gets sued, there goes the house. What if you just gave him the right to live in the house? What if you put the house in a trust and said, hey, brother, if you pay the taxes, utilities, upkeep, you can't sell the house. You can't mortgage the house. Maybe he's making bad decisions. You don't, you know, that's the thing. Maybe he's a conniving, horrible person. You don't know. He could be, like I say, down on his luck. He gets laid off. He doesn't have the money to adjust his child support. Now he's got 150. Or maybe he's a conniving, sniveling, you know, snidely whipper. You don't know. He could be Dudley Do-Right, bad luck. He could be snidely whiplash who made his own bed. Okay, you don't know. 
but you don't want them living on the street in either case. And the way to make sure that that doesn't happen is you put the house, if you scrape together the money to get a house for him, you put it in trust, you let him live there, you put requirements on him because you don't want him selling the house. You don't want anyone taking away from him either. Okay, but that's how that's how you do it. All right, so can you do it? Yeah. Is it bad to have your brother not living on the street? I don't think that's bad. And you know, you're not gonna get, you're not getting in trouble for it. So don't worry about it. There is, I, I was reading a book recently. It said, all good lawyers know that success in trial does not depend on feelings and perceptions, but on proof. And I'm thinking, does this guy know any lawyers at all? I mean, what are you talking about proof? Jeez. So, uh, so like, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice if, uh, if everything was determined on the facts? <laughs> not in this lifetime, certainly not in a jury trial. Anyway, uh, let's see, there's, oh, this is a good one. This is a real good one. We've got a situation where, uh, do I have to share homeowner's insurance with siblings? Very brief question, good question. I've been paying insurance at my deceased parents' home. It caught fire. Am I obligated to share the money with my siblings? All right, well, the first problem you got here is that house is probably not insured anymore. One of the very common, most common things you see is um, parents go to the nursing home, right? Or they die and you leave the homeowner's insurance just as it used to be. Well, homeowner's insurance is like the cheapest insurance you can get. It's very inexpensive because they figure that the people are living at the house. But if the people have died or if they're in a long-term care facility, guess what? They're not living at the house anymore. The insurance won't cover it. That's reality, okay? And the insurance, so that's number one. Do not be surprised, do not be surprised if there's no insurance money coming out of this because a homeowner's insurance is for homeowners. The fact that you continue to pay They'll refund the pre. This is what they do. They send you a check for the premium. Oh, you sent us, you know, five hundred bucks for insurance that was not in effect. Here's your five hundred bucks back. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. Okay. That, but that is the way. That is the way it works. Now, the money that you get. Let's assume that it, the claim goes through, or it's not really homeowners insurance. It is uh, vacant property insurance, which is extremely expensive, which you probably don't have. But let's say you did. Okay, let's say you did. Well, the money stands in for the house. All right. It is you didn't put a bet on the house burning down and these are your winnings. No, the money, the insurance money is stands in for the house. You can get the money that you put into the premiums. You can get that back. Okay. All right. From the insurance uh, because you laid it out. You may not even get that back. But other, other than that, you're just entitled to whatever share you would have gotten from the house. That's the share uh, that you're entitled to, okay? So, but one of the things you really want to be very, very careful about, very careful about is when a loved one goes to long-term care, when mom and dad go to long-term care, right, and the house is empty, you have to get vacant house insurance on that. And as I say, it's extremely expensive. Do not believe what the, the, the agent, the insurance agent will say, oh, we'll just keep the homeowners on, okay? The The sales agent, the insurance agent cannot bind the insurance company. 
and the house will not be covered. Warning. Why don't you come to one of our life plan workshops? Here's a segue for you. At the life plan workshop, we discuss all this stuff. We get you on the right path. We learn the three secrets, three things that uh, everybody needs to know in order to plan effectively. Jay Leno should have come to one of these workshops. Wouldn't have the problems he's got now. You've been listening to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal. You've been listening to The David Carrier Show, a lively discussion addressing your questions and concerns, but not legal advice. There is a big difference. So when making decisions that affect your family, your property, or yourself, the best advice is to seek good advice specific to your unique needs. If you missed any of today's show or would like additional information about the law offices of David Carrier, please visit davidcarrierlaw.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.